Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello and welcome to True Romance and our reality romance coverage of Love is Blind. I'm Nick Lachey and I'm joined... I will never in a million years call myself Vanessa Lachey. This is what Carolina does. She sets me up like she's like, oh, I guess I'll just choose the good one and leave Devin to choose. The good one? Not that either of them's good. Neither of them's good. Like she throws me under the bus with that. Neither of them's good. Um, And like, do they have anything to do with the show? Like they're barely there. They're barely there. We don't know what to do with them. In a way, it's better because, like, I did, like, I don't want to be hypocritical because I did resent how much Chris Harrison is in The Bachelor. Like, it's like, get away. But in a way, I'm like, are Nick and Vanessa even receiving, like, plane fare, like a hotel room? (laughs) Like, like when they were in Cancun and they were, like, in front of a pool, like, was that just a set or did they actually go to Cancun with them? That must have been a part of their deal. Like, we'll go, but we need a vacation. For at least, like, give us two nights in a three-star hotel. Speaking of Cancun, I wanted to talk about the sets a little bit. Um, Carrie O'Donnell, a comic on Twitter who I like, said that it looks like Love is Blind is filmed in a WeWork. Oh, I think yes. it looks like, like a Crate and Barrel. Okay, Crate and Barrel is fucking generous with that decor. To me, it looks like Kohl's. Like the purples. Oh, Kohl's, yeah. The purples. The purples. There's too much purples. It's like either purples or whites. It's tough. It's a step up. Like, I will say the... The show that Love is Blind is knocking off, which is Married at First Sight, which did it first. Um, the apartments here are a step up from those apartments. And I think Lifetime Network is probably having to think about that. But it's still very, very Planet Fitness Kohl's. I wanted to talk about some couples that we've been progressing with in episodes three and four. So episode three opens with Shayna expressing her love for Shane right after she said yes fully to marrying Kyle as we covered in our last love is blind episode Kyle 
asks Shayna to marry him, despite the fact that he believes in science and she does not actively does not and thinks that Mary just woke up pregnant one day. Like that's her like baseline. He asks her to marry him and she says yes with a face of utter despair, like just totally couldn't be clearer that she's disappointed. Yes. Like she's disappointed to be choosing to marry someone. So anyway, so she says yes to him and then immediately expresses her love for Shane. And Shane is very enraged by this. He goes, oh, ah, fuck, fuck, God, fuck. And he does say it's too late for that, which I was surprised by. Like, I will say, like, I know what happens in the end, but, and sorry that this is kind of a spoiler to add a but, but in episodes three and four, it is the moment where I sort of came to Shane's side of things. Like, disturbingly started to find him very relatable. Yep. And... I was constantly surprised in a positive way. I have to say, I, I started to turn on Natalie a little bit. Wait, I still love Natalie, but we can discuss. I like Natalie too, but Shane, listen, everyone's lacking critical thinking skills and speaking skills on this show. So Shane is saying stuff to Natalie like, I get all the special feelings for you. But it's his way, his sort of Shrek-like way of saying he loves her and he says he's excited to spend every waking moment with her. At the same time, she is kind of weirdly, like she says stuff to him, like you're a piece of shit. I and know. He's like, what? <laughs> I know, but like, here's the thing. But I, yeah, here's the thing he is, but. I relate to her in this because having dated like the type of guys that would have rejected me in high school, I relate to the feeling of like, I want to make you feel bad. Like, I love you. But I want you to feel bad and you deserve that. And like not wanting to like having been asked by like when you're dating an attractive, privileged white man who maybe has not been through that much. You want to put through it. They ask you for more affection and it feels like how in God's name could you possibly ask for more out of this life? And it's hard for you to give them a crumb. But I don't think that's fair. I don't think that's fair. I don't think she did the right thing. He also he speaks only in superlatives like he's like it is the best day of my life we are going to have the most amazing time yeah I love when he's like I don't even care what she looks like except if she's missing a front tooth I have my limits and, I was and he's like, like oh oh if you if, oh okay if you saw a girl with missing front tooth you would not walk away you would not walk away the thing is, is that Natalie's smart enough to see Shane how the audience is going to see him. So she's already like she's laughing at him with us. And I think right. she's slightly embarrassed, right. but also likes him. I mean, one right. of my favorite moments is her being like, what do you like to listen to in the shower? And he's Loved like, Dion. but he does not say it as a joke. He's sin- totally sincere. And totally sincere. Like, I think you'll like it. And he knew he had his Taylor reference ready to go. Like, I was like, okay. She's like, I listen to Taylor Swift. And he's like, oh, hope it's not. We are never getting back together. So this is when I'm sorry to respect him. But I will say that the person I don't respect and never will respect is Shayna. Although I have to say, like, I still, I still do. Like, I keep having these moments with her where I'm like, okay, I kind of do respect that. Like, it's like. When she's like when she meets Kyle for the first time, they're engaged and she immediately he's like immediately tries to kiss her, which is so awkward. And she's like, hey, so like I'm actually like really fearful and I have a lot of doubts about us. And I kind of was like, "Okay, that makes sense, though. Like, why would you not have doubts? You have 
totally opposite beliefs about things and he's just like oh my god she's hot she's hot i feel like a piece of shit because she's hot like i will do anything because she's hot i will make anything happen for her because she's hot like i will convert to republicanism because she's hot literally he's the one who's wrong he's like i'm willing to compromise yeah and she's like i don't really want to and like in a way it's like she's saying i want to stay true to my values and it's like i can't blame anyone for that i just think her, her values are most likely far right and they're most likely not believing women have the right to choose. But she says she wants a man to spiritually lead her. I was like, babe, leave the Hillhurst. Leave, leave. Or what's it called? Leave Hillhurst. Hill Song. <laughs> leave, leave Los Feliz, California. So, yes, Shayna says when she's talking about having just said yes to Kyle and then expressing her love for Shane. This is a paraphrase, but like me expressing my love for Shane, knowing that he's going to propose to Natalie, that sounds so fucked up. But like, I did see a life with Shane. If you feel like you can get that out of Natalie, what you think you're wanting, I hope you do find it. I don't want to be that person that's like making judgments on what their life would look like, but I would be the only one that could really be that wife for him in a real, genuine and authentic way. It's like, she's like, So I don't want to make judgments if you think you can be pleased by Natalie, the woman you've chosen to be your wife. But like, I am the only one who can make this person happy. Like she's made this decision and it's chaotic and it's presented in a way that seems not chaotic, but it is. And it will blow up later on. This is just like the seeds. Yeah, I, I, Okay, so I'm going to agree with you. Listen, Shane is the villain of the show. We know that already. She's a toxic person. She is not very smart. Her family are some of the craziest people I've seen on reality TV in a second. And at the same time, she says something that I do think is kind of profound, where she's talking about her relationship with Kyle. And she says, I'm preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. And you don't want to know the answer but you know the answer. And I was like, you don't want to know the answer, but you know the answer is like the thesis of so many relationships. I know. It's like you're trying to ignore the answer every night, but you and have like, to face it. You know the answer. I mean, she also, I was thinking of you, Devin, because she does the, a great bride chilla. For instance, Kyle, right. because again, she's hot, gives her his mother's engagement ring without telling Insane. his mom. Insane. And, 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 and keeps comparing his mom to her. Like, he's like, you remind me so much of my mom. Like, that is an insult in and of itself. And his mom has to, to see mom. that. Yeah, yeah to exactly. Um, but Shayna goes, she puts the engagement ring on her thumb, which is cute. But then she goes, he was like, yeah, I know it's my mom's and it's not as big as like the other rings. And she's like, you know what? I don't care. Isn't that amazing? I don't care. Do you believe that? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh my and it's like, God. oh my God, you think. Do you believe like, that? I am that? not like other girls. He also like this is how hot she is to him. To him, I don't think she's hot. Is I do. He breaks his vegetarianism for her. This she's scene a dark was insane. Personality. Okay, this is where she's slowly coming to the surface as like a genuinely dark force, as you said. And the show knows that they start playing like low drum beats, as if a real villain is appearing. Okay, but let me just say before we get to that, because that's like once they get to the islands. So there's an interview with Natalie about this whole thing with Shayna expressing her love to Shane in the pods. And it's a BuzzFeed interview that they interviewed a bunch of people from the show, and I highly recommend reading it. Natalie said she was not aware of the connection Shayna and Shane had in the pods at that time. She said she did ask them if there was anything going on, and she never got a straight answer. 
So that makes it all even more fucked up. Like, I don't really think that Shane needed to necessarily express to her that like, because he did do the right thing. He was like, sorry, I'm going with Natalie. Like, I don't know that he necessarily had to say like, just so you know, Shana like expressed her love for me because that might have just upset Natalie. But but Shayna to act like friends with Natalie and not even mention that, like, I'm also it's just fucked up. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes about six million approximately 11 million dollars nearly 10 million dollars was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry she would probably have sex with one of her clients hide your money in your old rich man because <laughs> she is on the prowl listen to queen of the con season five the athlete whisperer on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts So let's move on to Jarrett and Ayana and Sal, this and Sal and Mal. Sorry, it's kind of like a love quadrangle because Jarrett is involved with Ayana and Mallory. Sal is also involved in Mallory. So it's kind of all over the place with with this crew. Let's start with the fact that Jarrett proposes to Mallory first. So Jarrett does have my favorite proposal in that he serves tacos to Mallory on the other side of the pod. And he proposes to her. Mallory immediately sobs when she says no. Um, we finally get a timeline here, which is that it's been a week and a half of talking. So which the is sobbing, so shocking. 
it's it, and it's really when I realized this is psychological torture. Like I was like, okay, is this about how isolation is not meant for human beings? Right. They could have been in there. They could have been patient zero of COVID and they've been in there since like the virus started. I I had no idea how long they've been in there. It could have been years. Like, I don't know. I just love after a week and a half the confidence um, with which Jarrett proposes to Mallory. And my favorite line, because again, it mirrors how I feel about relationships, is when he says, you never know what's going to happen. But me and Mallory will be together in 50 years. <laughs> I was like, that is my absolute yeah. approach. I'm like, I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but we will be married. He will marry me or else um, I'll kill him. Well, also, he says that outside of being violently stabbed, this is the scariest thing in his life, being in the pods. That also made me think, like, how long have they been in there? Like, what's been going on? Is Nick Lachey waterboarding them? Like, what's go this is the scariest thing in his life besides being violently stabbed. And on the one hand, like, I do, I think, like, here's what I'll say. I think if I was Ayana watching these episodes, like, I would not be able to get past that. I do think Jarrett handled everything the right way, aside from being a little too babyish about Mallory rejecting him like men have a hard time with rejection, whatever. I do think genuinely everyone involved in the love quadrangle were genuinely good people and like nice to each other. And that was like kind of confusing because I was like, I want to be against someone, but I feel like they're all just kind of doing the best they can. You're being very generous. Jarrett did tell Ayana everything. Like he he never hid from her that he was like also involved with Mallory and that he proposed That's to Mallory. True. Like, I don't really see what I, I okay, I agree. Once they get to Cancun, Mallory and Jerry right. both do fuck up. But at Thank this you. point, I'm saying I think like they were all doing the best they could. I think it's really funny when Jared's crying after proposing to Mallory and getting turned down and he says, I'm okay. No, I'm not, which I understand. <laughs> and but he also says he has a towel around his neck, which is something that guys do when they're in their feelings or they'll put like their shirt over their head. I don't really understand it. But um, he says, I look like I'm keeping it together, but I'm all over the place. And I'm like, babe, it does not look like you're it keeping it together. It doesn't look that way. I'm sorry. And then he, later he says basically that he was on the fence with Ayana, but he proposes to her too. Now, Ayana is probably the person I identify with most on the show and that she's very goofy in a way that's not sexy all the time, which, of course, I identify with. Like, she's always like, hello, and making like voices, which I love. And I think she deserves someone who's certain about her. Um, I also love later when she meets Shane in uh, on the islands, as you said. And she immediately is like, yeah, I knew from his voice that that was not going to work out. I could not live with that for the rest of my life. Yeah, I know. I definitely relate to her, too. And I loved when she said, like, I deserve to be with someone who's certain about me. I will say... They do have great chemistry, her and and Jared, because I and think Jared, he's yeah. he's goofy too, and like they're really weird together, which I like. Like they're really goofy and like funny together. But things do get a little interesting once the honeymoon start. And we should touch on kind of the couple that I feel is most stable, which is Danielle and Nick. Um, they're the most real couple to me. Like the whole toothbrush thing where he's like, I'm making my own toothpaste. And she's like, ew, I'm not trying that. They just have this kind of organic back and forth. Also, the fact that Nick is so comfortable in his relationship that he's judging everyone else's as if he's watching the show with us. 
He's I like, love that I, about him. I cannot wait to see what happens with Shayna, Shane, and Natalie. It is going to be crazy. And he's like talking to Shayna. He's like, Natalie is like all over Shane. It's really weird. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so you're one of the gals. Like you are. He's just- one of the gals. He totally gets it. And I was jealous of Danielle because I, I mean, not jealous of her, but like, I'm like, I hope she knows what a gift she has in the sense of many men don't know how to gossip and it's really Mm. frustrating and you're like but you don't you were there and you didn't even recognize what was the gossip like women are in a social situation and they're picking up on every single cue of like what's weird what's off like this couple's fighting this couple's still mad at each other from the last time this person's in a bad mood this person's crying and men are just there like i don't know what they do like i guess they do like group dancing i don't know um no, it's so no i i think there should be a word for it, it it's like how there's a, a word for micro expressions but i think there should be a word for micro situations where it's yes. just an exchange of words that tells you everything you need to know about someone and i was out with friends the other night and one of our friends said oh my god i wish you had seen this interaction between this couple and i was like what was it and she said it to me and i like i couldn't filter it and she was like no it said everything it said everything it was so weird and i remember thinking like i believe you i know how how well girls can read vibes yep and it's true men are over it goes over their heads final thing before the honeymoons let's just talk about Kyle and Shayna meeting in person for the first time and painful Kyle saying that Shayna likes him because he's manly and works with his hands and has a beard, a.k.a. is similar to Jesus Christ. And that's all she cares about. spiritual leader, yeah. And he is just like, as we discussed, like, she's hot. She's way out of my league, like, all this stuff. Like, and he's like, he literally at one point, he's like, I mean, her being like hot and sexy and pretty and cute is just, but it's like, he's like, and blonde. And uh, that's all just a bonus to the fact that she's probably not vaccinated. I mean, I guess we've already talked about this, but like. It's just, what is her game plan at this point? Like, she's like, I'm moving to on forward TV. to be on TV, I guess. She immediately sees him and she's like, I have serious doubts. And he's like, okay, like, I'm willing to try anything. Like, I'm open-minded, which is so shocking. Crazy. But at the same time, like, she should have stepped away. I just, like, don't even know who's right or wrong in the situation anymore. But essentially, she agrees to go to the honeymoon with him And so this is when they all go on the group honeymoon and it's really fun and exciting because we know they're all going to like meet and interact and it's great. So they're in Cancun, Kyle and Shayna. And Kyle is for some reason expressing to Shayna that even if she had no nails, he would still love her. And meanwhile, she's like, I fucking despise you and I don't even want to be next to you right now. She's so aggressive. She's so aggressive. So this is the dark date that ends up occurring in a hotel room. They're having room service. And she says, are you pissed that you're with a Christian? And he says, I don't even know what that is, which in that moment, I was like, "Okay, now I understand where he's coming from. If he doesn't know what a Christian is, maybe he doesn't know about all the horrible things that they've done to America and everywhere. And maybe he should start Googling that. But basically, this is what pisses me off in this moment. She, We know she's not sold on him. Later, by the end of the night, she ends up fully leaving him in Mexico and going home, even though she lies and says she just doesn't want to sleep in the same bed. But she's already not sold on him. And yet she still decides to force him to break seven years of vegetarianism. And it sounds like being gluten free. Like he has he's like, I'm taking the leap. Like I'm undoing this lifestyle that I'm clearly committed to for you. And she's like, a guy who doesn't eat bread is like weird to me. Like that's, that's weird gross. to me. And he goes, it's like, I'm always being tested. And you're like, yeah, you are. 
and she doesn't even like you. That's one thing too, especially it's one that behavior is unacceptable under any circumstances, but she doesn't even like him. She doesn't even want to be with him. Do you know what it does to your digestive system when you haven't had red meat in a really long time? The added humiliation, the added villain poison that Shayna gives to the show is she goes, do you want to go shower? And he goes, yes. And she goes, I'm joking. <laughs> I was like, you're, you're evil. I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that one. <laughs> She's like, I'm joking. It's like, oh, I thought because we were engaged, that might be something you'd want to do. And because you told Shane, your soulmate, that you liked having sex five times a day in your in the shower. Top. In your craft top. I know. It's really bad. Actually, I was on her side because she said she was wanting to set a boundary. Like, she's like, I'm really bad with boundaries. But like, for me, it's a boundary that like, I'm going to sleep in my own room tonight. And I was like, oh, that's actually cool. Like, I wish I could be like that. Meanwhile, we realized that she's actually fully leaving him. She's like, I'm just not ready to sleep in the same bed. And he's like, oh, okay. And then she fully leaves him in Mexico, packs her bags. And they cut to Kyle saying she's gold-plated dynamite like he's so excited and even the next day he's like yeah so like Shayna left me here and like she's really bad at communication like I didn't even know if she was dead or alive and I was like oh my god it's so funny like a someone dumping you and you being like they're really bad communicators yeah, like, like hello can we please communicate mixed messages but she was mixed messages because she was like I want to set boundaries and grow our love and then she just left him as a compromised former vegetarian, probably shitting on the toilet all night, strong relate. And I hope the bathroom was big enough that he could like could set, up his down. set up his laptop so he could watch something <laughs> while he had explosive diarrhea. I want true romance. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men... How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. 
tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. That this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About six million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get to the next episode, then we have... Deep D and Shake and the fact that as soon as they get to the honeymoon, Shake starts pulling away from Deep D. She's saying things that make total sense, such as like, I just want to have kids with you. Like we should we should just get married because we're engaged. And that's the agreement we made. And he's like, oh, oh I don't know. And it's like, wait, you proposed to this person and now you're upset that they're bringing up. And he even said he's like, so, yeah, I mean, like. Deep D's saying a lot of the same stuff that I said to her, like talking about having kids, but like coming out of her mouth, it just like sounds worse and all this stuff. And I do want to read a quote that I love from Deep D. She is talking to this BuzzFeed interviewer and she said there's a moment she knew she didn't want to marry him. And she said there was a pivotal moment where we had this massage date. It was really to instill some intimacy and bring us closer together on that level. But it felt so disingenuous like we were forcing it. I had this epiphany that like, why am I trying to prove to this person to see me? I'm done trying. I'm over this. I just need to move forward and figure out what I want instead of trying to figure out why he doesn't want me. Do I even want him? Like he is making her feel like she does have to like force him to like value her and make her feel like number one. And she doesn't have to like she's incredible. And everyone, by the way, props to the rest of the cast, because every single person he goes to with this where he's like constantly going up to people like, dude, the physical thing is not they're all like, oh, she seems really amazing, actually. Like everyone really likes her. Like she's really fun and awesome to talk to. Like, I don't know what you mean. And he's just this fucking loser. I love when Shane, who we thought was the villain, but it turns yes. out Shake is the real villain. Shane tells Natalie, um, Shake is telling people he's not attracted to Deep D. And she just goes, that's fucked up. Yeah. It's like, listen, no one says that you have to be attracted to every woman you meet. But to commit to them and then to go up to other guys and say, dude, it's like I'm with my aunt. It's just yeah. a specific kind of asshole. I really think it's so betraying. I would rather a guy flirt with another girl than say something like that. And it really pisses me off. Like, I just hate that kind of behavior because it's sort of perverting how guys like to talk about sex. And I I don't know. It happened actually at a former job I had. I was working at this company and and it had one of those cafeteria lounges where there were so many floors and um, one of the guys in the office was sitting with a big group of people. I want to say 10 people for lunch. And it was on a little bit of a higher level than the rest of the cafeteria. And he's talking about this girl who he's sort of getting close to and how she's so nice. She's so great. She's so wonderful. But he is not attracted to her. And he talks about it for a really long time. And then the girl was sitting on the lower level with her friends. (gasps) And so she just IMs him later that day. And she's like, I heard everything. Wow. Okay. That's actual hell. Why did you have to bring that into my life? 
it was this weird thing of like, why are you talking to your coworkers about not being sexually attracted to this girl you keep inviting over? Yeah. It was just so like weirdly, like I want to talk about my sex life. So I'm going to bring this up. I, I want to seem sexual. That is how right. it translates to me. And uh, Shake is obsessed with looks still. And I do think there's something about Deep D he really loves. Like that seems sincere, but it comes, he reminds me of Shayna and that he just loves how his partner makes him feel. Right. Like how Shayna's like, I like Kyle because he makes me feel really good. Right. And Deep D's basically like, I want to be there for you when you start your vet clinic. And this is a time you should be working really hard. And he's like, I just feel so supported by you. And right. it's like, all you care about is that. But right. I also thought it was really funny when they get, they meet everyone in the islands and um, he is like, these people are so attractive. Yeah. And then it goes into his one-on-one and he's like, these are like my best friends. <laughs> I was like, do you have friends? <laughs> these are my best friends. I know. Also, like, he's so weird and incelly when he was like, like, he doesn't know how to talk to women unless he's commenting on their looks. Like, he's he talking to Natalie. Natalie. He likes her teeth. And she was like being i i love natalie i'm sorry i know that like no, she's a little I hard do on too. Shane, I but do i too. love her she's so fun and whatever but we had a listener write in about this and it is a dialogue that's been brought up around the shake deep d thing is that he has like some internalized racism potentially and he talks about she's the first indian woman he's dated and he's the first indian man she's dated but i think the thing is like they both are in this same spot of like I've I've not dated my own race before and she's totally open minded towards him, wants to get to know him, sees him for who he really is. And he's like just immediately cutting her off and trying to like insult her. So I just think that he has some work to do. If that's what's at the source of this, it doesn't excuse you being a fucking asshole and trying to humiliate a woman who's been nothing but supportive and loving to you. So fuck off. But yeah, (laughs) that's all I had to say about that. Fuck off. Fuck off. Well, I want to talk a little bit about Jarrett, Mallory, and Ayana when they okay, get yes, to the islands. Yes. So Jarrett, as we said, proposed to Mallory. She said no. She ended up with Sal. And so then he proposed to Ayana. And I will agree with you, Devin. He did everything right. He was very upfront with Ayana. Like, I proposed to this girl first. She said no. I mean, in re- in reality, this is so all inappropriate and crazy. But in the in the context of a board game, sure, it makes sense. So... They all meet Mallory and all the guys are like, she's stunning, which I am like, she's really hot. Yeah, she is. Um, But I think Guyana is really hot, too, and really like cool and funny. And I think Mallory is, well, she does the kiss of death in me and Devin's lives. Yeah. Which is she says, like, I'm a guy's girl in baby voice. She also uses baby voice a lot with men. So Jarrett basically does what I think is inappropriate where he takes Mallory aside and basically is like, you're not happy. You really think you're going to marry this guy? Sal, I know it's probably tough. the nicest guy on the show. And you wanted a gold engagement ring. You know why I know that? Because I asked and all this stuff. And Mallory, out of context, just because she wants to look hot, is just like, yeah, I'm like, I mean, the thing is, I'm like a fucking guy's girl. Like, I want to go see the game. Like, I want to hang out. Nothing no. she's saying makes sense. There's no context for it. Goodbye. And just like this kind of fucking girl I have to deal with now. And Ayana, meanwhile, likes you so much. She is such a cute fisher. I really identify with her. Like how she'll just randomly be like, so what do you think about like sticking, staying in touch with your exes? Because I think it's fucked up. What do you think? I loved that. Loved, loved, loved that move. 
Yeah. I mean, that was the moment. So like the party, obviously it was going to be drama. We have Nick narrating our experience, which is great. <laughs> and he's like, this is going to be drama. He also said, so by the way, Danielle reveals how deep her trauma is when she says that she can see how great Nick is because he didn't quote, get mad at her for ruining a day of their vacation because she's so violently ill that she literally can't get up off the floor. And he's like helping take care of her. And she's like, I really see that like he is good because he's not mad at me for this. It's like, what has happened to you? The bar is low. But we learn later that her mom is one of the most traumatizing individuals I've ever come across on reality TV. So that makes sense. Anyway. So I'm just hoping that Danielle's mom is in rehab as we record. She needs a full blown. I don't want to say lobotomy, but like different personality. I don't want to say lobotomy, but here I am. I'm saying it. You just heard it. You just heard it. So Danielle has been traumatized by her mom. She has these issues. But Nick is like, says, oh, like, what if you're pregnant? He was like, oh, that would be my karma for always guessing which of these people is going to get pregnant first. And I was like, "Okay, so you're my friend. Like, so we would be friends. So he goes and he's a total shitster. And he says to Jarrett, he's like, so like Mallory's like so beautiful, isn't she? I was like, oh, my God, he could be on Real Housewives. Like he could keep up with the best of them. He's starting the drama. And yeah, I will say that this conversation was shady. They're doing like this back and forth thing of like, I don't know. Like she's like, you're just so fucking cool, man. And I'm like, why is this happening? Like, I just don't need this to be happening at all. Um, and also, I hate when guys like I, I I understand he was honest with Ayana that he had something with Mallory. I hate when men talk about a girl who has hurt them in the past when you're together. I'm like, okay, I don't yes. want to hear that. I don't want to hear about the girl who broke your heart. I want to be the totally. girl who breaks your heart. Totally. And I have done that, too, with guys where I'm like, oh, God, I used to really like this guy. And I completely regret it. I was yeah. just talking to um, someone I'm hooking up with about like my something it was actually really funny it was like my past romantic life and we were talking about like our like college sex lives and i said i'm so sorry does this bother you and the guy just went no but let's wrap it up oh my (laughs) god yeah i've been there too it's not a good look and i've done it so i think it makes me like ayana even more because at that point i would be like okay you need to shut the fuck up i'm done with mallory i'm not making eye contact with her and neither can you I know. And she handled it very well. And I think that does conclude our conversation. We are leaving this episode on Team Shane. And we're saying that that could change at any given moment. But that's just where we're at right now. At the end of episode four, we're Team Shane. We don't want to be, but it's where we find ourselves. It's where we find ourselves. Tune in next week. We're going to be talking about episodes five and six of Love is Blind season two. We're going to talk about... (laughs) I'm just looking at a note you wrote that said Shake makes Shane look like Brene Brown. Right. That was because Shake goes to Shane and he's like, dude, I'm just like not attracted to her at all. And Shane's like, I think you just have to be open minded with this stuff. Like, I think you just have to like try. And like, she's an amazing girl. Like everyone really likes her. Like, and I was like, wow, I'm suddenly team Shane. Like, he's right. And there's another moment in a later episode where Shake comes to him again. He's like, dude, like. I can't be attracted to her. And Shane does put him in his place. He's like, listen, this is part of the process. Like you, it's not all about that. And I was amazed by Shane's ability to do that. It's like sometimes the person you expect least in the room is the person who has the wisdom. Who changes your life. At that same time when Shane was playing the ukulele, I was like, okay, I don't know if I would trust this person. For advice where he's like playing the ukulele and talking about, I want you to have enough energy later for me to like have sex with you. 
is she's like please stop talking about she's like please don't talk about that yeah but i also loved when he played the ukulele it was kind of cute he's like i think you and me we're gonna have a baby or three we that was his song it's sweet i i think it's such a funny dynamic between natalie and shane and that and i think we've all been there where there's like a guy we think is really hot that we like hooking up with don't get me wrong he's not my type but natalie's like i just think he's such a man and he smells good and all this stuff but you hate when he speaks. Yeah. Like she so clearly is like, no, don't say that. And then I know. his fair reaction is like, wait, why can't you just say nice things to me? I know. She's always like, I oh, know. you want to hear something I've nice? I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I'm telling you guys. Not going to name names, but I've been there. All right. Well, tune in next week. More on this. And have a great week, people. Love you, Carol. Love you, Devin. Optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.